0: لك فتحا مبينا ليغفر لك الله ما تقدم من ذنبك وما تأخر ويتم نامته عليك ويهديك صراطا مستقيما وينصرك الله نصرا عزيزا وكان عند الله وجيها وجيا في الدنيا والآخرة من المقربين وجهت وجهي للذي فطر السماوات والأرض Bismillah Rahman Rahim in a strong man of law, Bashirin, meaning, Ya, you had ladina amanu kunu, and sorrow law, he came a car, he said, No Maria, middle Hawari Yen, and I'm sorry, ill a law, call her Hawari, you know, and sorrow law, Allah, hula, illa, illa, who will hay you, Kayum, let her له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يؤده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمتان نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة والرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح لهما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم وإذ نفسي بالله تعالى من كل ما يسمع بأذنين ويبصر بعينين ويمشي برجلين ويبطش بيدين ويتكلم بشفتين حصنت نفسي بالله الخالق الأكبر من شر ما أخاف وأحذر من الجن والإنس يحضرون عز جاره وجل ثناؤه وتقدست أسماؤه ولا إله غيره اللهم إني أجعلك في نحور آدائي وأعوذ بك من شرورهم وتحيلهم ومكرهم ومكائدهم أطفئ من أراد من الجن والإنس يا حافظ يا حفيظ يا كافي يا محيط سبحانك يا رب ما أعظم شأنك وأعز سلطانك تحسنت بالله وبأسماء الله وبآيات الله وملائكة الله وأنبياء الله ورسول الله والصالحين من عباد الله حسنت نفسي بلا إله إلا الله محمد الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم. الله محرسني بعينك التي لا تنام وكنفني بكنفك الذي لا يرام ورحمني بقدرتك علي فلا أهلك وأنت تقتونا ورجاؤنا. يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا درك الهالكين يا درك الهالكين يا درك الهالكين شر كل كفنا شر كل طارق يطرق بليلا أو نهار إلا طارق يطرق بخير إنك على كل شيء قدير بسم الله أرقي نفسي من كل ما يؤذي ومن كل حاسد الله شفائي بسم الله رقيت اللهم رب الناس اذهب الباس اشفي انت الشافي وعافي انت المعافي لا شفاء الا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر السقم ولا ألم يا كافي يا وافي يا حميد يا مجيد ارفعني كل تعب شديد وأكفيني من الحدي والحديد والمرض الشديد والجيش العديد واجعل لي نورا من نورك وعز من عزك ونصرا من نصرك وبهاء من بهائك وعطاء من عطائك وحراسة من حراستك وتأييد من تأييدك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام والمواهب العظام والمواهب العظام أسألك أن تكفينا من شر كل ذي شر إنك أنت الله الخالق الأكبر وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه والحمد لله رب العالمين ظاهرا وبعطنا وعلى كل حال يا أرحم الراحمين. InshaAllah will 3-4 minutes for dua <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everybody to the Safina Society Nothing But Facts live stream, where every Wednesday we look into the affairs of the Ummah. Uh, what is our Ummah all go, uh, uh, What is happening to our Ummah this week? And this week, the affairs of the Ummah is that one of our own, Maliki Click, has gone completely viral. His video went viral. Uh, It sounds like a bad thing, but obviously going viral these days. He went viral for a good cause. Namely, that that cause was his uh, commentary on the Halloween in Saudi Arabia. All right. Went viral. And basically what he said, essentially was that here we are, here I am, I became Muslim 30 years ago, he says, and I left off all these holidays, and Halloween does have a religious origin, so even if it doesn't mean something religious to most to people today, which obviously it doesn't, but nonetheless it has that origin, but also its I don't think it's far-fetched to say it's like a, a, a holiday really where everyone's a goblin or... Uh, they, they're not dressing, this is not like the old-fashioned days where it's cops and robbers, cowboys and Indians dressing up like um, Joe Namath or dressing up like um, a football player or a baseball player or something like that. That's not how how it is anymore. It's really like, uh, it's it's about, it's like 90% horror and, and skeletons and things of Jehendami order. So that's why Muslims pretty much have agreed they they don't celebrate it and they're not going to celebrate it. And some Muslims, they still do it. But for Saudi Arabia, which has supposedly the strictest Muslims out there, that's that you know what what you could see from the way they treat everybody else. Your ankles are shown. All right, off with his ankles. All that. Yet here we go, dressing like uh, Iblis, and the pictures were terrible. Brian, why don't you uh, crop us a picture, by the way, like while we talk about it? All right. It's not appropriate. It's just like gross it's disgusting it's basically like skeletons skeleton put images click images yeah like that one that one is not even that bad yeah that is stupid basically put (laughs) it's it's so stupid it's but it's gross it's not even like nice skeletons and bloody faces and zombies and all this ridiculousness and so all the other muslims are the tabliri jama is the bad guy but this you're allowing. I mean, come on. So Malachi Click, basically all he said was, um, here I am, I left all this stuff. And here's the land of, get the skeleton, that's a big one. Yeah, this one. Yeah, get, yeah, there you go. Get the carp. yeah, that's good. Perfect. Yeah. So he said, I left all that stuff and you guys are 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 running to it. In the lands of Islam, in Riyadh, uh, and and everyone picked it up. Like different, there there are companies out there. Their Facebook or their YouTube videos are basically whatever um, is like really trending. Okay, um, they make a video out of it, and so they made a video out of him. Basically, um, his thing is part of it. Meme movies. What's that? This is in Saudi. His video? No, no, he was just commenting from his house, right? And this is an image, for example. And that's like one of the more benign ones, because there were worse ones, too, where like zombies, and people acting like that, too, like going around, walking around, acting like a zombie. It, to me, it was just like, I um, uh, can't really be surprised what happens, what goes on anymore in um, in Saudi Their youth are just like their youth. Youth are youth. But you expect that in the lands of Islam that guidance be a bit thicker. Okay? That the guidance be a bit stronger. And that's just not the case. And it's actually misguidance, if anything. It's complete misguidance. By the way, Rai, if you got your flip phone next to you, in case the plumber comes, we'd have to open up for him. Okay. Yeah. All right. News of the Ummah. Segment number two. The oldest Guantanamo inmate released after nearly 20 years. Okay. Uh, Nareen Mukhtar is asking, when will you do part two on Adnan Sayed? So we did the part up till, didn't we finish it last week? Like we finished that article at least up to when he got released, right? I think the only thing is to invite him, personally speaking. To invite him up here, spend a weekend with us. We'll do like a Thursday stream and then he could uh, spend time with us because I really want to hear what he did in jail. Like, how do you spend your time in jail? The oldest inmate at the Guantanamo Bay prison camp, 75-year-old Pakistani national Saifullah Paracha has been released back home and this is what he looks like. That's Saifullah Paracha. He's back home after... What did it say? Almost 20 years. The Pakistani foreign ministry said in a statement over the weekend, Mr. Saifullah Paracha, a Pakistani national who was detained in Guantanamo Bay, has been released and he reached Pakistan on Saturday. uh, Last Saturday, 29th of October. Okay, SubhanAllah. We're glad that a Pakistani citizen detained abroad is finally united with his family. What was he before this? Was he some kind of just um, a shepherd who was caught up and his sheep went to Bin Laden's sheep and he got caught? No. He was not some kind of low, like, simple, simpleton that could just be oppressed like this, right? And that's what they did. A lot of these people in Guantanamo Bay, what were they doing? They were just, you know, happened to be a mountaineer, a mountain man following his billy goats, and he ends up on Bin Laden territory and he gets swooped up and doesn't speak a word of English, doesn't know anyone, doesn't know anyone powerful, and he rots 20 years in jail. And I said, But no, he was a businessman. Okay. And he was accused of financing Al-Qaeda in 2003. Where was he a businessman? Where was he? He was on a business trip in Thailand. What kind of work did he do? Import, export to U.S. American, like, retail, major retailers, not some little operation. They accused him of being in contact with Osama bin Laden and Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. In 2008, the lawyer said he met bin Laden in 1999 and again a year later in connection with the production of a TV program. But in May, the US approved Paracha's release, concluding only that he was not a continuing threat to the United States. They never had a case against him. Well, bring it. There was no case against him. There was no uh, evidence beyond the claim that he was in touch with bin Laden. It's terrible what happened to these people. Guantanamo is just like, look, I'm all about, if you're at war with people, the prisoner, today we call them prisoners of war. What are they? They're slaves. That's the origin of slavery in Islam is that it's prisoners of war. So what do I do with them? We distribute them to the soldiers. Didn't that soldier risk his life? So let him go benefit from this prisoner of war, right? You take that prisoner of war, he's yours now. Go work and I make the money off of you. That's the ancient idea of prisoners of war. There wasn't this idea that the state keeps them in a jail. In the old days, that's not how it happened. Well, Guantanamo Bay's problem with it is not the idea just they're prisoners of war. It's just anyone with a suspicion, throw them in the jail, right? So that, that was the idea here. Now he's 75. He was about 55, this is a huge win. But how is it a huge win when you lost 20 years of your life? From 55 to 75. He returns a frail old man. He lost the, 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 the autumn of his life. So they, let's say the spring of your life is from, let's say, 30 to 55. The summer is from 18 to 35, let's say. The spring is like 35 to 55. That's when you do the most. You make your, bu- or, sorry, the summer. Spring is 18 to 35, something like that. You say 15 to 35. Then 35 to 55 is the summer, because that's when you're really, like, you're mentally the strongest, you're financially the strongest, you got influence now. Then once you hit like 55 to 75, that's like the autumn. Okay. And then it's winter after that. Just get ready to, they get ready to pack up and go to the afterlife. All right. He's an injustice that can never be rectified. What are you going to give him? A million dollars for every year he lost? 250,000 for every year he lost. What are you going to give him? They're not going to give him anything. He said, Guantanamo is essentially being alive in your own grave. The U.S. embrace of indefinite detention without trial. To me, it, that's like one of the crimes against, uh, it's one of the worst things that the Americans have done in the last 20 years. Sayfullah was a successful businessman and a philanthropist who was kidnapped by U.S. personnel while in Thailand on a business trip. I don't think terrorists fly across the country dealing with, like, American retail companies and going to Thailand and all that. That doesn't fit the bill. He was rendered uh, to Bagram Air Base, a U.S. black site notorious for horrific torture of detainees. A year later, he was flown to Guantanamo in shackles. His health is severely deteriorated during U.S. custody. He had two heart attacks, he was unanimously declared for release back in 2021 by U.S. agency, but only now been released, Okay, which is basically more than 18 months later about. Out of the 780 inmates held at Guantanamo during the so-called War on Terror, 732 were released without charge. Many of them were in jail more than a decade without a single legal means to challenge their detention. Among the roughly 40 inmates left are several men who are accused of having direct roles in 9-11 and in Al-Qaeda. So the the idea here about the detaining, I have no problem with detaining Um, prisoners of war. We have the moral and legal right to kill you. Let's not forget that. That's what a prisoner of war is. Am I right or wrong? We're trying to kill you. So if I don't kill you and I take you as a prisoner of war and I make use of you to my country, that's fair game. But the key is to be lawfully as a combatant, right? Whereas these people were not combatants. They were just literally um, nabbed off the streets. They were not even combatants. So, But this man, just the fact that they retained their iman you know, and hopefully that's the case. They retain their iman. I don't think, subhanAllah, that they, their, their hisab cannot be like anybody else's. Okay. The video went out today, uh, segment three. Just a video that went out today about Palestinians and how, I'm uh, uh, sorry, Israelis, and how they want to advance and take the West Bank. Okay. They just want to take the West Bank, uh, sorry, sorry, not the West Bank, East Jerusalem and West Jerusalem. They want it all. So one of them is supposed to be for the Palestinians and one of them is supposed to be for the, the Israelis. And they said, yeah, it's going to come at the Arab expense. But that's life. Now, what do I think about that? Well, personally speaking, I think that Israel is doing what strong countries do. They eat weak countries. But the question is not that they're going to do that. I, I actually don't even have much of a problem with it. Okay? Except that it's got to be done right. If you're going to do that, and you're going to conquer a country, that's completely, a country that is completely um, weak, right? My only condition for that is do it in a civil way. I, I'm not totally against the idea of conquest, in a civil way, right? But the question there is how are they doing it, right? They're, they're, you can do it politely, or you can do it like a savage. Uh, let's see if there's English in this one. Um, let's see if there's any English in this. Can you hear? More.
1: Our uh, dream that uh, all East Jerusalem uh, will be like uh, West Jerusalem, Jewish capital of Israel.
0: All right, so he's saying, now he splits into Hebrew. But basically what he's saying, we're just taking over. All right, he's telling us straight. Why should I uh, think that there's going to be a moral outrage? That's what nations do. They don't like each other. Once one gets strong, they're going to eat the weak one. The, the 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 condition here is not the idea of of having um, uh, oh this is a moral outrage moral outrage they hate you they want to they would have finished you off a long time ago they would have done it so that's not the issue the issue is if you don't like it get strong yourself strengthen yourself all right so that's the concept here of uh, of of what to expect and this. Sort of naivete, that moral... Can you believe... Of course I can believe it. They don't like you. They want to kill you. You got to get that through your skull. So you got to... The solution is to put up a strong country where... uh, Here's a principle. If something is stolen from you by force, you're not getting it back through anything other than force. Okay. That's the only solution to this situation. Now, I'm not... This is... I know that... With Kanye West, there's been all this anti-Jewish stuff. I'm not into that, right? Uh, But, and I think that's totally unfair. It's totally unfair. And that's not the route that Muslims should go. We should go with someone specifically who's committed an objective crime. This is an objective crime. This is theft. They stole from you. That's what strong people do to the weak if those strong people don't have a law. To, to monitor themselves what's the solution get strong yourself and take your land back that's the only solution that's the mentality we have to have forget this victims human rights blah 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 they want you to do that because it's waste of time the zionists who are who are doing all this stuff they want you busy with this nonsensical talk of the universal declaration of human rights the un breach of UN this and UN that who cares you think anybody cares about that stuff because at the end of the day it's the strong eats the weak and if you don't get that and if you refuse to understand that then you're going to just continue that same life right so unlike the bandwagon of and this guy kanye is just is he he is going to be completely erased right he's going to be completely erased because this is one group you don't go against And I'm not even supportive of that. I don't support just general anti-Jewish talk. I have um, a couple Jewish, you know, not relations or associates, but people that I deal with on a regular basis in the medical field or whatever that are Jewish and Hindu. So I'm not into this uh, blanket. But if there's a crime, like what they've done, what certain Zionist groups have done, that's the issue. That's the issue. Next segment. This is interesting. Dover firebomb suspects. Andy Leak had posted anti-Islamic, anti-Muslim rants. All right, so what happened? There, is a, there was a firebombing. Uh, Five Pillars, enough with these pop-ups. No, I don't want to put anything in my inbox. Thank you very much. I like the website. I just hate pop-ups. Can you answer Karen Lindsay? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Huh? Yeah, not mutually exclusive. Karen Lindsay, why don't you uh, come on to MBIC Friday in New Brunswick, New Jersey. North Brunswick, New Jersey. Andrew Leek is 66 years old from High Wickham. Uh, so for the listeners who are listening on uh, Spotify, uh, Karen Lindsay is somebody here who she said, "Are you is this Sunni or Sufi organization?" Okay. Uh, Andrew Leek from High Wickham is thought to have thrown two or three incendiary devices at the Western jet foil site in Dover at 11:20 a.m sunday before killing himself all right he killed himself um so there's not going to be much of an, anything okay karen Lindsay is new to islam oh she's a convert Allah, new to islam or new to discovering islam so either one well if you're in new jersey area in the the jersey tri-state area come to our mosque on friday there's a women's event and then there's specifically a uh, a community event by a convert of over 50 years from california and uh, uh of course you know california is such a cool state and all the people who come out of there are these these cool dudes and he's one of them but uh, in any event if you're not oh mashallah she took her shahada three days ago to Kibir, Akbar. Uh, so that's wonderful and then hey rai why don't you post to her the links mbic.org backslash links can you post that to her so Karen, we have a um uh we we have a, a set of links. Okay. No, I don't think it's there. Well, you can send her that too. The links, no, I didn't put them there. I only put the links all I I need to put them there, but I put all the links mbi mbse.org backslash links and then you'll see all the convert stuff. Yeah. All these biography of the prophet quran everything so just send her that whole thing and then we'll go down to new muslim playlists that's what it is mbic.org backslash links we got to put it to converts, by the way uh but we'll do that later so inshallah mashallah. now what is this man andrew leake says amazing we have like anti-muslim here in the news yet at the same time we Get somebody telling us uh, that it's a shahada. Okay. Took shahada took shahad three days ago. She's, he says, all Muslims are guilty of grooming. All right. They rape non-Muslim women. This is So this is just stupid stuff. Okay. He admires Tommy Robinson, the English Defense League. All right, now we're entering waste of time territory. Once the word Tommy Robinson comes up, you're entering into waste of time territory right here. Okay. Waste of time, complete waste of time. Let's see what else we got in the news. Next segment. I'm trying to pull up the next segment. Why can't we go? Yalla. All right. Next segment. We have here. A whole bunch of stuff with the Hindus, which I'm not interested in. Lester violence is still in the news. Are you serious? Okay. What's that? Yeah, what is going on? All right, here's another one. I hope this is not some whining, to be quite honest with you. You put someone in timeout, right? on YouTube and they came thoughts on Andrew Tate again we did this last week but very simple thoughts what did he do he entered Islam he, he submitted to God and his creator and his prophet right he has to do that and by the way the one clip I saw with him with Muhammad Hijab who's the best person to do these kinds of interviews okay it was a good clip. Can't say anything otherwise. right? He said some... I don't know about his other stuff that he says on his Hustlers, whatever, Hustler Edu- University 2.0, and I heard that's a bunch of, like, I don't know what it is, right? But I heard that that's not that great. But here we go. A guy, he became Muslim. He has to submit to his creator. Does he have a choice? Can you stop the webcam? If, he, if he becomes Muslim and he stops his webcam business and he balances out his dialogue, and he filters it through the will of Allah, the sunnah of the prophet, the law that God sent down to us, then why shouldn't I be happy with that? I would definitely be happy about that. Okay, if, if Cardi B became Muslim, there's going to be a big segment of the population that are so excited about that, right? But I'm going to say, look, if, well, firstly, she has to submit to her creator. Do we have a choice to submit to our creator? We have to. So, so I congratulate that aspect. And then you just look at their behavior. We're objective in Islam. We have a law that Allah brought down for us. We have no loyalties when we make a decision about... When, we, when we're assessing an idea or an action, no loyalties. I'm not going to favor guys because they're guys and be against women because they're women. Favor, favor uh, brown people or black people or white people. Okay? No favoritism when we're assessing something. We have Allah's law. Allah gave us a book... Okay, we have, a, we have a book, we have scholarship, we have knowledge, words, and actions and ideas are gauged through the filter of the sacred law. I don't care who says them. Andrew Tate, Hugh Hefner, um, Oprah Winfrey, I could care less. Words, actions, ideas. There's one filter, which is our religion. Let Allah be the filter and let Allah, the creator, guide us to what's right and what's wrong, right? Then I could be relaxed. I don't care who you are. I'm I'm not playing favorites. I told you before, some of my friends that I live with, the Muslim community here, what do we have? Like a 1,000 Muslims, 2,000 Muslims in the entire area that we live in. So anyone whose heart is connected to the masjid, we become associates first, then friends, right? They don't do everything right. I don't do everything right. But when we teach the book of Allah and we teach this religion, we got to teach it as it is. Not because my friend does it or doesn't do it. So that's how we're going to make ourselves relaxed. No favoritism. No loyalties outside. Don't say, oh, you're soft on it because he's a guy like you and you like those guys. And then a sister comes along and she defends all sorts of anti-Islamic things. Oh, because she's a woman and she was abused. Not. That's not the way to, to assess ideas, actions, and, and beliefs. Okay, words. The way to assess them is through the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the theology that we have in our religion. That's how you assess an idea. It doesn't make a difference who it's coming from. That's the concept. So so someone who, let's say, is a musician. Let's say one of these famous musicians She becomes a Muslim. I congratulate that. That's a wonderful step. I don't expect a 180 degree turnaround. Right? Yet at the same time, if she continues that, then she wouldn't be somebody who we platform as a Muslim to give advice to other Muslim girls if she continues that. While I congratulate her step. Okay? Same with Andrew Tate. I congratulate that step. I'm happy to see someone submit to their creator. Yet, if he continues his webcam business, then no, you're not coming to a mosque, right? You're not talking to our youth. If you have a webcam business, I don't care if you became Muslim or not, right? But if you stop that and you repent from it, then you could come and tell us the importance of repentance and making a sacrifice for God's sake. Does this make sense, what I'm saying, right? Like, it's that's how simple it is, okay? Noreen Mukhtar, did you, see, did you not listen to his clip about stoning his wife? No, I did not see that. I didn't see that, to be quite honest with you. Right? But we're not taking from somebody a moral guidance and ideas and hearing their speeches about life if they're not trained in Islam. Because for us, morals and ideas and how to live your life, there's only one source for that. Right? That source is your... Your, your, your sacred law and your beliefs and the book that Allah revealed and the example of the prophet, if you don't, haven't scratched the surface on that, I'm not listening to what you have to say about anything else. And I don't think you should talk, right? So, so when someone says, okay, previous sins are wiped away, provided you recognize that they're sins. We have to put that caveat right there. Provided you recognize that they are sins. But if you say, no, no, I still am happy that I murdered so-and-so. Okay, now you have the sin for it. Because after Islam, you affirmed it. So now you have the sin for it. And either way, just for... Um, um, Talha Rizvi says, please, stop making so much sense. We want drama instead. right? So that th- that's the key, right? Is that after Islam, does he still uphold affirm this thing then now you're sinful for it but you had the opportunity to have it wiped clear so that's the idea you understand right uh ibrahim khan or moab we're not yet in a qa but there was a comment about can you give the um comment on on just in general someone controversial entering islam all right and nobody should ever say, oh, we don't want these people as Muslims. This is not a team. We're not a team. Okay. We're not a team here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of all these people and it is his right, their obligation to submit to him. After you submitted to him as a Muslim, now you have certain rights from us as a Muslim, but you don't have a carte blanche. We have to see what you're saying. Right? In order to either promote it or not promote it. And you have to have some qualifications to talk. Okay? We hope that he will learn his Islam, and he may become he may, he may learn sincerely, and I hope that he does, and then start showing the world what entrance is Islam does to a person, because he's out there in front of everybody. Everyone in the world knows him. OK? And now he enters Islam. This is an opportunity now that what he removes from himself and what he adds to himself will can be a transformation. And it's a proof now that this religion works. And also, at the same time, we can't put so much pressure on people. God's just going to be a regular guy, but a Muslim. And he doesn't do these major sins. Ah, That's good too, right? So, this is the idea. Now we have a question. Uh, Or or a segment. Javaria Alam. She says the government, the UK government has decided to drop plans to create an official definition of anti-Muslim hate for one reason. It is institutionally Islamophobic. Um, Okay, I'm sure that this is a great intention. I'm not into the complaining genre of things, but let's read the article anyway. As Islamophobia Awareness Month begins, we have received some timely news. The government has dropped plans to create an official definition for anti-Muslim hate. Is there an official definition for anti-Jewish hate? I'm sure there is. There's got to be a definition for anti-Jewish hate. Someone look it up for us. What is anti-Semitic in the the law books? What is the definition from anti-Semitic? This despite the fact that according to the Home Office, Muslims are the most commonly targeted group for hate crimes. It's important to explain the reason why the government set out to create a definition in the first place. In 2018, the all-party parliamentary group definition of Islamophobia was drawn up and accepted by the Labour Party and others, but the Tories rejected it, citing vague reasons such as the definition not having been broadly accepted. The, def- this def- the definition describes Islamophobia as rooted in racism and is a type of racism that targeted, uh, targets expression of Muslimness or perceived Muslimness. I don't know if racism is the right word, discrimination or um, bigotry is more like it because Islam is not necessarily a race. Making mendacious, dehumanizing, demonizing, stereotypical allegations about Muslims such as the myth of Muslim identity, having a unique propensity for terrorism, and claims of a demographic threat posed by Muslims or of a Muslim takeover. I don't understand what does it mean, myth of Muslim identity. Uh, don't we have a a specific muslim identity i thought we would have basically an element of an identity accusing muslims as a group of being responsible for real or imagined wrongdoings committed by a single muslim person or a single group of muslims denying muslim populations the right to self-determination by claiming that their existence of an independent palestine or kashmir is terrorism Using symbols and images associated with classic Islamophobia, saying bad things about the Prophet Muhammad, claims of Muslims spreading Islam by the sword or subjugating minority groups under their rule to characterize Muslims as sex groomers, inherently violent or incapable of living harmoniously in plural societies. Soon after the government rejected the above definition, it promised to work on its own one. Many Muslims, such as myself, were highly skeptical about any definition of Islamic, Islamophobia created by an institutionally Islamophobic government. We wondered what kind of inadequate, watered-down definition they would come up with, especially when they sought help from the government-friendly Imam, Kari Asim. So wait a second. Uh, I think that... Uh, pretty sure that uh, these governments bulk of their the bulk of their wealth has come from colonizing muslims so they're not going to turn around and suddenly have some kind of a friendly you know relations towards muslims okay but the reality turned out to be even worse than we all imagined right-wing think tanks got involved our government has now admitted that it has completely scrapped the plan to come up with the definition of anti-muslim hate altogether communities secretary michael gove of the trojan hoax affair stated that it would be very difficult to get a precise definition so why don't we just take the the jewish definition and swap it in right how's that swap muslim for jewish well yes it would be indeed difficult to come up with any sort of definition without consulting the muslim community and with kari Asim's sacking earlier this year it is infinitely clear that the government has no intention of ever doing so Therefore, not only has the government failed to adopt the APG definition, it has also failed to honor the promise it made three years ago to work on a new definition. On hearing this news, my initial thoughts went to those who heavily criticized the APPG definition of Islamophobia while welcoming a new definition in the future. In a Henry Jackson Society briefing paper, Dr. Rajib Raqib, Raqib Ahsan or Ihsan criticized the earlier definition while stating that there should be a future definition of anti-Muslim hate, which focused on the living discriminatory experience of British Muslims on the grounds of their religious identity. I'm reading this. I said earlier, I'm not a fan of this way of going about things. I'm more a fan of the idea here that you should expect people to be against you, and you should just earn your stripes with strength. Financial strength. Get financially strong enough that nobody can mess with you. I thought that academics such as Dr. Ehsan, a regular guest on, G- uh, on GB News, would find it difficult to defend this move. But I was surprised. To find him defending the government's failure to define anti-Muslim hatred. Now defending the indefensible isn't easy, as Dr. Ehsan's article demonstrates. He begins by deflecting. From the primary issue by criticizing the term Islamophobia and stating that it is problematic. Oh, he's one of these paid stooges, it looks like. However, the group set up by the government to work on the definition was called Anti-Muslim Hatred Work Group. Khari Asim was appointed as the chair to help work on the definition. If you work on this enough and the word anti-Muslim hate is in your line of sight long enough, and you repeat it long enough, and you're typing it, and you're talking about it, it's going to keep growing in your head, right? And you're going to start seeing it everywhere. Oh, he looked at me funny. That's anti-Muslim hate. Oh, this is anti-Muslim hate. Do we want to go that route in life? Why don't we go the route of like being proactive about things? Anyway, let's see. Although many of us use these terms interchangeably, one of the key criticisms Was the definition of Islamophobia Was the word Islamophobia itself The criticism was that the word itself Is a misnomer and infers infers Criticism of Islam rather than Muslims We should care more About the criticism of Islam than the criticism of Muslims Muslims deserve criticism I'll be the first one to criticize them Okay Uh, Ryan Someone is going to attack you Someone is going to Push you until you fall or throw the Quran which one are you going to rather have
1: I'll get pushed
0: yeah any Muslim would someone's going to push me against the wall or throw the Quran against the wall we should be more concerned okay with people speaking ill about our deen and and, and our prophet than about ourselves and we care more about ourselves okay Uh, we care more about our deen than we should care about ourselves so this argument, he says, was popularized by Majid Nawaz, who stated that Islamophobia was a backdoor blasphemy law. We want a blasphemy law. Okay, tell me something. Right. what would you rather have? A law that says nobody from now on is allowed to make fun of the Prophet Muhammad. Or a law that says nobody right now anymore is allowed to make fun of Muslims. Which one would you... You had to pick one of them. Which one is it? The
1: Prophet Yeah,
0: No doubt about it. Right? No doubt about it.
1: This is a hard thing for people to get, though. Yeah. Like, I've noticed like this whole, it seems like a cult to people. Mm-hmm. i like, noticed that people don't, that's very hard for people to understand. Non-Muslims. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, 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 they would have to, um, what they would have to do is, is, you just have to be financially strong. Right? You have to be finan- financially powerful and, and make it happen by force because you're rich. You're rich enough of a population to do it. All the right-wing think tanks who had a say in this matter agreed that the term anti-Muslim hate would be more appropriate. And here's the thing, some people say, "Well, wait a second, you don't want people to have free speech to curse the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but then you want free speech to say like say bad things about Iblis." I don't care about your consistency argument, okay? Consistent inconsistent That's just, if you had the strength to do it, that's what I would do. I don't care about consistency in a secular system. That's your secular, you find it inconsistent, good for you, right? I could care less. For for me to respect my God and prophet, that's the most important thing. That is the most important thing. I don't care if that's perceived as inconsistent through some Western secular perspective. I could care less. Oh, so you want to be able to say whatever you want to say about Iblis and upset the Satanists, but you don't want them to talk about badly about the Prophet. Yes. Because one is true, and one is, one is good, and one is evil. You don't believe that, but I believe that. Okay? That's the idea here. As such, on the matter of dropping plans to define anti-Muslim hatred, criticism of the APPG definition of Islamophobia or criticism of the word Islamophobia itself is irrelevant and serves only to deflect the issue. It really must be stressed that any alleged flaws in the APPG definition of Islamophobia do not constitute a valid argument in favor of the government breaking its promise to come up with its own definition of anti-Muslim hatred. Well, in comparison to what the British Empire had done in the past, breaking their promise to define anti-Muslim hate, you're making progress, right? Because... Contrast them to their past, what they did in the past. Uh, uh, What they're doing now is nothing. Under the liberal framework, being Muslim is just a costume. They don't take anything we care about beyond how we appear seriously. Exactly. Okay? That's exactly it. Right? It's just um, an identity marker of some sort. A definition of anti-Muslim hate would risk opening multiple cans of worms, potentially doing more harm than good. All right. I'm asking you a question here. Is there not already an anti-Jewish law? In other words, an anti-Jewish hate definition. What is the definition for anti-Semitic? Replace Israel with Islam and replace Jewish with Muslim. How hard is that? That's not the you know what, forget this this article which is bothering me. I'm going to go straight to definition of anti-Semitism, British law. My uh, definition, I left all my chargers downstairs and my iPad is dying. British law. Boom. Gov.uk, perfect, first one. Definition of anti-Semitism. All right. What is the definition of anti-Semitism? Go.
1: Anti-Semitism is a certain perception of Jews, which may be expressed as hatred toward Jews. Okay. Rhetoric, rhetorical, and physical manifestations of anti-Semitism are directed towards Jewish or non-jewish individuals and or their property toward jewish community institutions and religious facilities in addition Such manifestations could also target the state of israel conceived as a jewish collectivity anti-semitism frequently charges jews with conspiring to harm humanity and it is often used to blame jews for why things go wrong it is expressed in speech writing visual forms and action and employs sinister stereotypes and negative character traits contemporary examples of anti-semitism in public life the media schools the workplace and in the religious sphere could taking into account the overall context include but are not limited to a long list of stuff it's
0: like a book
1: there's a really long list
0: it's like a book um it's like a book why not just replace jewish with muslim and israel with islam that's how simple it is if you're going to be fair you've done it already so what's the difference anyway that's how it would be okay. can you ring the plumber ron see he, he just called me
1: All right, i think i just heard the door
0: yeah so that that's that segment of the opera uh, of our program today. What I show them to That's the problem. That, I, um, shoot, I'll ha- tell me, and I'll have to call Wahid to have him unlock. All right. Uh, next on Five Pillars: More England in the news. Sadiq Khan, Muslim, but he placed a garland on an idol of the Hindu god Ganesh during celebrations in trafalgar square and so you do not have any reason to be happy about muslim mayor if the behavior is not consistent with islam what we care about is behavior that's consistent with what allah wants of us okay Okay. So that's it's that simple. So Shaitan himself is not have any problem with you being a Muslim. What he has a problem with is your behavior. And the comments section on this is is massive. Okay. Well, we ask Allah to guide him and us, right? There's no point in just Smearing and the guy we all know that at that level at that point now you're honoring gods that at that point you really we should be praying for you not um we we know that's wrong everyone knows about that wrong okay we're very very soon to come in to open qa so get ready for that and we're finishing off the news segment which tends to always be british news because we, well we don't have a channel the way they do okay All right. We don't have a channel the way they do. Shemah Dalali, or Dalali, she has been a victim to unfair treatment by the National Union of Students. Was it him? I didn't
1: say him, but I can't like uh, take from the number
0: from this group chat. Yeah, here. So the sister, everyone's talking about her. So let's see what the issue is with her. The sister. We read this a while back, but she's back in the news. Shayma Dalali. Why is she back in the news? Let's see. The Federation of Student Islamic Societies has called on Muslim students to boycott the National Union of Students after it sacked its president shaymat Delali, following an investigation into anti-semitism allegations against her the pro-israel jewish chronicle broke the story earlier today before an official announcement has been made it said uh, that an nus disciplinary panel has concluded that Delali, who is an out delali i don't know how to pronounce it You've got two l's there who is an outspoken defender of palestinian rights she should be removed from her post Uh, Reviewing the recommendations of Casey Rebecca Tuck's report into the allegation FOSIS issued the following statement after her sacking On the first day of Islamophobia Awareness Month The National Union of Students has dismissed its Muslim president Via leaked stories to newspapers This is disgraceful and unacceptable As the largest representative body of Muslim students FOSIS have come to the conclusion That NUS is no longer an organization that takes Muslims or Islamophobia seriously and therefore is not a safe space for Muslims. Ryan, did I not tell him in the text, send us a text when you come?
1: No, he went all the doors are locked up.
0: No except... <sighs> he did go downstairs. Wahid's people. Anyway. Following numerous attempts to engage NUS in its leadership, no satisfactory outcome has been reached. The investigation into Shayma has been deeply politicized from the outset and due process has not been followed, opening Shaymat up to the court of public opinion and denying her the opportunity to fairly represent herself. At the same time the nus that the NUS has been undermining its Democratic elected leadership, it has been absent in delivering on core elements of its purpose, failing to support students at the peak of a cost-of-living crisis. Okay. What happened exactly? So this sister... Um, She had said things on the Union of Jewish Students said it respected the decision of the NUS, of course. She said something for Palestinians. And, of course, they twist that to be anti-Semitic. They added anti-Semitism is the student movement, in the student movement goes beyond the actions of any one individual. And this case is a symptom of a wider problem. Jewish students across the country will be asking how an individual deemed unfit for office was elected in the first place. We await the findings of the substantive inquiry into NUS's treatment of Jewish students. In March this year, by the way, listen, you say anything about, don't even go, they, don't even go, don't even go to, you know, they'll destroy your lives. They'll destroy your life. They'll finish you, okay? They will finish you. Even if you're saying something purely against Zionists, crimes as we mentioned earlier but they will expand that to anti-jewish hate in march this year the national students union elected Shema dalali as its new president she is from she's half sudanese half tunisian at the time she said i'm immensely proud and humbled to be nus president and nus is about access to education essentially and then she ends up um that they found that she had said something. She had said khayber, ya Yahud, Muhammad, Muhammad, so ila because that was the chant of the of the Sahaba. Khayber, ya Yahud, Muhammad, so but she said to Gaza. Okay, so. Um, how is that so how is that so someone here david southworth is saying it's racism how is it racism to have a political opinion about a war is it racist against russians to be to support the ukraine is it racist against whites to be against andrew jackson what andrew jackson did to native americans is it racist against whites to be against the transatlantic slave trade well, what's happening in Gaza is definitely one of in history it's gonna be one of these. It's gonna be right up there in the top ten crimes that people have done. Is it if we criticize the Nazis, is it anti German hate? So they've conflated this thing, okay, and people have accepted the conflate. Okay. That's all that's that's the summary of the whole thing. And that's all we have today for the affairs of the Ummah. Let's take 10 15 minutes today on Q&A. First question is from SR. Do you ever come across cases where a Muslim woman in her heedlessness married a non-Muslim, then later became religious and realized her mistake and regretted it? Yes, and they end up either he becomes Muslim or she has to get a divorce because the marriage it's not even a divorce because the marriage is not valid in the first place. You have to understand that. Okay, so let me tell you something about uh, Instagram. You saw you know, I told you all I deleted the app from my phone. I still have it on my iPad so I can see your questions here. But essentially, um, what I think is happening is that because I followed certain sports pages, like I followed a couple, Steph Curry, like whatever. Great Yeah. Now, guys who tend to be on sports tend to also be on anything that's close to nudity. So they I got lumped into that. That's why Instagram is feeding me these these things that are close to that, right? It's like cuz Instagram doesn't allow nudity but it allows 1 inch away from nudity, right? So because when I kept getting those and it happened over and over and over and I said forget this. I'm I'm getting off I'm canceling uh, uh, deleting the app altogether, but then I realized hold on a second maybe it's because I was uh, lumped in to those users so whatever algorithm that, w- that they would like generally the guys who watch these, these, these types of videos, now I'm getting those so I'm going to do this experiment I'm going to unfollow all the sports stuff that I was following and see if I still get those it's an experiment when is the Sheikh Hashim event at MBIC? it is this Friday, for women, 6 o'clock, and then for the whole community, 7.45. After Esha, essentially. Can you give me some motivation? Question says. On schoolwork, from the hadith, I get lazy sometimes. There, there is really, uh, the motivation you need is, you have to ask yourself, um, what do you want to do? And and you have to have a career in mind, okay. You have to. It's not a career. It's you look at people out there, and what person do you want to be like? And you you drive to that. And if that means I got to take a certain math class, then I'll take the math class, right? So you have to actually have that in mind. And you always got to. It's not about what do you want to do when you grow up. It's who do you want to be like when you grow up? And if you say, oh, I want to be like you know this surgeon. Or this uh, real estate developer, or whatever, you gotta know, you gotta have a person, and you gotta be like them, okay. Daydream of autumn. He says it'll take time before your explore gets clean. He also recommends liking many Muslim-related content so the algorithm catches on quickly. Yeah, I'm gonna just delete all the ones except the ones that I have, uh, that have some, you know, connection to the dean.
1: I think sometimes with these apps, I'm kind of out of touch, but I think you could turn off uh, sexual content, explicit content, or whatever.
0: Okay. I think think for some of these apps, you could turn it off. In the settings? Yeah. Yeah. Explicit content, yeah. I'm going to try that. Is it okay to spray neuter cats? Yes. How to assist a young family member going through depression and struggling with their iman? Always keep them company. It'll take a long time, I believe, but keeping company is the most important thing, keeping company. Right Never being alone, if someone's down and out, always just and take them around to to be to be around good people. What's that? Time. Yeah, constantly text them, pull them out, go somewhere with them, eat with them, masjid, go in the sun. Watermelons should people seeking marriage make adherence to Islamic laws of dress an explicit expectation. I believe that uh, adherence, if you're adhering to the sharia or trying to then it's fair for you to say, I also, that's what I want. It's not fair or not. It's whatever you want in marriage. I want that, right? And of course, you don't want to be hypocritical, so you have to do that too. Do you find it problematic that, though, that Muslim men in particular gravitated to AT in the first place? I'm not surprised that Muslim men, or men in general, gravitate towards anti-feminist rhetoric. Because the feminist rhetoric is also not some kind of, you know... um, Uh, basket of fruit a lot of it is so full of emotion and hatred uh, in a general sense so i do i am not surprised that one extreme bred another extreme which is that's not a a justification for it i think i don't think it's right but that's the explanation so i'm not surprised by the reality of it and i and i by the way i actually don't think that we've even scratched the surface of this type of uh whatever you want to call it toxic masculinity or otherwise which is by toxic, I mean spreading hate okay, towards women just because they're women. I don't think we just scratch the surface. It's going to increase, right? Because the opposite side has increased, right? The um, feminist type of rhetoric that is just uh, anti... If no one's going to say it. I'm anti-men, anti-women. But that has a negative emotion towards men in general. And very quick to pull the trigger. You're this, you're that. You're toxic. You're this. You're alpha. You're blah, blah, blah so quick to pull the trigger on guys my friend he's works in the police here very high up in the police department in new brunswick he said he had a a 15 year marriage his wife he got wealthy he did well um his wife said well let me let me finish my education she went to took gender studies he came back he said every night to fight because my i'm this i'm toxic i'm blah 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 and i was like what what did she study says so the gender studies right that's what they produced right now his life fell apart so that other side is not a basket of fruit either so i'm not surprised at all that it swung the opposite way Uh, while uh that's not a um justification or a validation for it at all in your experience omar disman says which salawat helps you most salat tunjina Why do Shafi'i have a separate Asr? It's not Shafi'i, it's the Hanafis who have a separate Asr is because they hold the hadith of Abu Hurairah that the Prophet ﷺ said Asr comes in at two shadow lengths rather than one shadow length. That's why. Lily Rose says it may be what you want but you have to decide and they're actually having a, a discussion with themselves. Okay. Let's see what else we got. Majority of followers of the jad will be women. Is that true? Um, I don't know if it's the majority, but the Prophet did say that they will be very attracted to the Dajjal. So much so that you will have to lock the doors of your house and keep the women inside. They will be extremely attracted to go and explore what the deadjad has okay and nobody should even look at the deadjad when he comes you don't you don't even come near him his attractive power are so strong okay it's extremely scary if you want to support this live stream go to patreon.com backsufi can we say that people have auras define it what is an aura I believe that people do emit some kind of something that's unknown, but we're just sort of guessing here. But I think that people do admit stuff. Can we go to Fez and have a conference and have nothing but facts there? Maybe one day we'll go to Fez. If things settle down and there are less obligations here, we'll do a trip to Fez and we'll just do classes and everything and dhikr and everything in Fez, Morocco. What's that? I think, I think settle, things can settle down by hiring more teachers and just taking a semester of lesser classes and having that those teachers teach those classes. Yeah. Can we say the... Uh, uh, what is he saying? How do I make marriage ceremony more according to the Sharia? I think that you're talking about Are you talking, question for behind the screen, are you talking about the wedding or the nikah? The the walima is different from the nikah. Wedding ceremony, marriage ceremony, I understand that you mean by that the nikah, which is the contract. Okay, the whole thing. So the contract is very simple and involves simply that you have to have witnesses. You have to have a dowry, which is money that you pay to the girl and she agrees to that amount of money. As a gift, but it has to be agreed upon. We, you're, that her wali is involved and is approving. That you can marry each other. As a, there's, not everyone can marry each other. For example, if she's in her idda waiting period, after death or divorce of a previous husband, then you have to wait till the idda is over. For example, if she is not Muslim or Jewish or Christian, you cannot marry. If you're not Muslim and she's a Muslim, you cannot marry. Things like that. And then they have the pillars of the we- of the marriage which are and qabul okay which is that very simply you say in the past tense i have married you she says i have accepted in the past tense or an imam says it say i have married you and you say i have accepted or the dad says i have married my daughter to you to the husband to the groom and the groom says, "I have accepted your daughter in marriage." Okay, it, that's in this, in the structure in which they're sort of um, transmitting the responsibility of maintenance and protection. And then you have to have a walima. A walima is a sunnah to have, but you have to have ishar. Ishhar means to spread the news widely. It's not just enough to have uh, one witness, two witnesses. No, ishar is to spread the news widely. You have to do that. And you could do that through a walima, through any way, any method. In the walima, uh, there the, the Prophet ﷺ said things like the poor should never be omitted. It shouldn't be uh, just a walima for rich people, for example. Uh, it should not be a situation where uh, the munkar takes place there, right? Mingling, music, dancing—that's uh, the music that there is music that's permissible with instruments that are permissible. And there's a type of dancing that is permissible, but the men should be separate from the women when they do those things. That's it. And there should not be israf. Israf is, is excess. Like an excess amount of of expenditure. There should not be israf. Israf with a sin. Can we pray with socks on? Yes, you can. You just cannot make wudu over socks except in the hambleit method what is the future of islam in the west do we try to convince the locals of islam and hope it become like albania or malaysia or do we end up going back there are going to be muslims here right we're not getting a hijra of six million people are not making hijra so what we have to do is we have to continue our existence here through institutions of knowledge that is the way forward institutions of knowledge where because what is islam we want to be muslim right that means adherence to islam what is islam that requires knowledge knowledge cannot be done by one or two people we need an institution that produces many 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 people okay uh, what is the concept of a qutb okay uh, the qutb is an idea that um when when faid fayid benefits, things come down to the Ummah. The Qutb is the one heart that is most cleanest, and therefore he receives it before everybody else. And then it spreads to everyone after him. That's the idea of the Qutb, and Allah knows best. Khadija Asif, uh, can we have a link for the Umrah information to go with your group? Yeah, it should be ihya-tours.com Umrah, with an H, 2022 with an h i'm against the h but they put it with an h no uh 2022 and let's see if the information is there okay so they may not have put the they may have removed the hotel information there which is not good Oh shoot they removed the hotel information and now they only have the registration information. Keep going. yeah, is there any information keep going? Keep going No, oh okay. so you can't really it looks like yeah, just type in anything. So Ryan is looking up and see if the inform- hotel information is there. All right, let's see what the YouTubers are saying. <laughs> Ryan is so happy because it says select the gender, male, male or female. That we that's something to be pumped about these days. Subhanallah. All right, let's see what else is going on here. Dua against a leader and cursing the leader. Okay. The thing is, the reason that you you only want to make dua against somebody in the sense of stopping his violence against people. That's really what you want to do. Right? Stopping his violence. Because you make a dua against him, he may get worse and then oppress other people. So that's one of the reasons you don't want to go that route. He, he only made du'a against the people who committed treachery against him. The, he didn't make du'a against the Quraysh when he went to war, no? Yeah. Can you, make, can you do a productivity, productivity session? Uh, any tips on productivity? Uh, productivity is best done in the morning, which means you got to get your sleep schedule in order. Try to sleep early. And the best, when you wake up in the morning, I'm telling you, if you wake up in the hours between 4 and 5, that's an A plus day. What you're going to get done on that day is better than any other day. If you get up between 5 and 6, that's an A. Easy. Between 6 and 7, A minus. 7 and 8, B plus. 8 onwards, it's B's and C's. And everyone's got different schedules. Some people get up early, then they rest a little bit, then they get up again. All right, uh, Bedouin says, "Is it reasonable for a woman to postpone marriage? Okay, to finish her education, it's reasonable if it's going to be like um, the primary education of like the basics that she's going to need to live. What happens if she marries, she has a couple kids, then her kids, then her husband dies or divorces her? Then um, what I think that you need to do is it's understand it's she's going to have to have." A way to survive so to learn that skill i think is important right to have a skill i think is important okay so she doesn't get taken advantage of and she fears poverty later on in life that that makes sense that's fine college now if you're going to say med school then residency then fellowship oh okay you're basically missed many you know a lot of years have passed on okay can you do an adab session with Qur'an? Adab with the Qur'an? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are, What are they saying? I missed that. Elbow bump? I don't understand no, what's that's being that's said. Oh, they touch the Qur'an. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Adab session with the Qur'an, yes. The Qur'an is the symbol of Allah's religion and therefore should never be below the waist. Never should be uh, you should put your feet in the direction of the Qur'an. Like that. These are some basics. What's the understanding, says Adam 99, on marital rape? No, uh, marital rape would not be called rape. Rape, what is the definition of rape? Is to access the body of a woman who has not permitted you. What is the definition of marriage? It is the general permission... To access each other's bodies. So, in that respect, there, the two. Once marriage happens, that is the consent, and the permissibility. Now, it, the he may have sins in the manner in which he does it, and if he harms her, she can get compensation for that. Okay, but it would not be in the same category of rape, where there's no consent at all. Okay, but it, yes, if he harms his wife, that could be right for, grounds for a divorce if there are injuries, grounds for um, compensation. Okay. What intention, Suzella says, should we have during archery sessions? The intention of imitating the prophets of Allah, all of them, many of them, I should say, had did archery and our prophet loved archery. So, the focus, the skill of archery has many known and unknown wisdoms and we we hope to to obtain those through a good intention.
1: What about the Hadith that says, like, uh, the person who picks up archery shouldn't, shouldn't let it go?
0: Yes, the person who picks up that skill should keep it up. Yeah.
1: We're in Spain, and they didn't have archery sessions. Yeah. yeah. MashaAllah, like, Suhaib is like, Zahid type of guy. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not going to go do an archery because I know I can't I can't keep it up. Oh, wow. <laughs> well,
0: you, well, you do it once because you might love it so much yeah. that you'll want to keep it up. What's your opinion on the new young TikTok Insta preachers, who a lot of people are getting Islamic knowledge from? I'm not exactly aware of them, to be honest. I don't, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't see them, nor did I hear any youth talking about anybody in, spe- in specific. Where can we approach for questions and problems that are more personal? I don't necessarily get into people's personal situation, except if it's a ruling that you're looking for, because that's objective. As for personal, life i'm not there i can't really judge but you can send me an email are is shooting guns the same intention yes by yes archery and guns okay what's the purpose of archery one of the purposes purposes is uh protection so today you're not going to protect yourself mainly with with a bow and arrow okay uh would you ever conduct dawah training says instagram and the answer is, I don't really do dawah in that way. Like, let's go out to the table, put out a table and do dawah. That's not my method of doing it. My method of doing it is to attain, to acquire through time a type of um, reputation, a type of um, uh, reputation in the community. And that's what we're trying to do here with the soup kitchen. And people would know that Islam is here and they will come to ask for it. And then we could teach them about the deen. Should I continue Salah Kamit or Tanjina? Whatever it is that's moving your heart. Lily Rose says, some husbands approach their wives violently against her will. He has sins for that, and she can get divorced. She can't defend herself. No, that's haram. Right. That is haram. It's haram. Amrukum <laughs> bainakum. Prophet said, Your affair is a shura. Anything that you want to do okay you should become do it by shura secondly uh the quran says which means uh, put something forward for yourself that means you don't go and attack your wife like that uh foreplay words something that will ease you into this intense interaction that's what happening right that, that's the right way to do things. But for, for someone to do that, it's not even healthy. Right? Physically. Aqeel Muhammad, give me a shout out. I have become a Maliki. Allahu Akbar, wa Sahlan. Welcome. Now you got to come to Darul Fatah and study. The studio is in the attic or the third story of Darul Fatah. Darul Fatah is going to be a beautiful building. Okay? That's the name of this building. This building is called Darul Fatah. And the program is called Darul Fatah. And the soup kitchen is called La Cocina. If so, uh, Brother says, if someone doesn't have knowledge on the difference between the madhhabs can they follow whichever they deem reasonable when searching for answers? A uh, great question, and the answer is: you don't follow, you don't go by the issue. You study the madhhabs, the methodologies, and the imams, and you pick one. The Ijtihad of the common Muslim is to, to to seek out, to study the imams and the methodologies and to pick one and to follow it. So you don't go to study the individual questions. Okay, what does the Hanafi say about music? What's the most reasonable? What's the Shafi say about shrimp? What's the most reasonable? What is the the four madhabs say about socks? What's the most reasonable? No, you don't do it that way. You study, what is the Shafi methodology of doing things? What's the Hanafi usul? What's the Madaki methodology of deriving rulings? What's the Hanbali methodology of deriving rulings? Who was who were these imams? Read their biographies. So you study that one time, then you pick one. That's how simple it is. Study the biographies and their methodologies. There's a book called The Four Imams. Okay, You study, and it's by Abu Zahra. You study the methodologies and the shiuch and the imams, and of course, those imams set up the methodologies and they answered the questions of their... Um, uh, of their era and every generation new questions came up and their scholars had to do had to uh, come up with more answers using their methodology that's the way to do things so brother let me know if you, you, you got that question and understood it question from HZM what are you the Muslims thoughts on moving to Canada probably financially it's better off than living in the United States Chief Latif says I've seen one of these TikTok ustaz answer a question of whether it's permissible to eat pork chops in Minecraft. M says regardless marriage or not rape is rape. No, the question we have to say you can say violence is violence, but no not rape violence is not the same as marriage violence. Rape violence is worse. It's violence and theft. Marriage violence is violence is not theft. Okay. He did not access a woman that told him no. He accessed a woman that in general says yes. But the specifics of when and how is what he violated. Okay. So we have to just define terms. That's the nature of words. If we're going to use words, we have to define the terms that we're using. Rasb, the word ghassb in the Arabic language, in the Sharia, implies that you do not have a legal right to touch this woman. And then you touched her and you stole her dignity with violence. Right? And then there's Eva. Harm. Harm is what can happen in a marriage. You do have the legal right to touch this woman, but you did it in a manner that harmed her. So that's the the understanding of it. I'm finding, being a high school teacher, says Sanaa, hectic and stressful. It, it's affecting my spirituality, but I need the money. I also hate my job. I would say you have to do a lot of salawat on the Prophet wasallam to calm yourself down. But also, don't go into school tired. I'm telling you, that's the worst. You just flip out on all the students, right? Don't go into the school tired. Sleep very early, Wake up early, then do all your grading and all that preparing and all that stuff, right? And go in fresh. That's, that's just my advice. Non-Muslim acquaintances, how close do we get? At what point is it too close as a Muslim? Who's influencing who is the question. If, are they influencing your behavior? You're influencing their behavior. Or no influence. That's the question. Abuse is abuse. Yes, abuse is abuse. There's no doubt about that. No, not all abuse is the same. To abuse a strange woman who you don't even know and who has you're not married to is very different than abusing your wife. They're, they're, they are they're both they both can be abuse, but they're not the same. Okay, they're not the same because one you are not allowed to touch her, to look at her, to talk to her. The other one you are allowed to touch her, to look at her, to talk to her, to be alone with her. But the way in which you did that was harmful so there's two counts against somebody who does this harm to someone that's not his wife and there's one harm to someone who does it to his wife that's the difference it's not saying that uh oh she's talking to adam 99 okay i thought she was talking to what i just said before i didn't realize sometimes that you guys are have conversations with each other that's why sometimes i answer it as if you're talking to me um i'm trying to look and see i'm i'm sort of glad that uh, people do talk and 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 get on, and get along. I guess. Shockwave, the new X Man is back. I was just given these Chinese good luck charms. Should I discard them? Yes. We don't need a good luck charm. What if the wife said no before he attacked her? That that is what Eva is. When she's not ready, she's not in the position, and then he uh has sex with her and attacks her, whatever. So it is a uh, the wrong way in which to do it. Although the person themselves, he did have the right to do that, but the method in which he did it was wrong. So he could be, uh, that could be grounds for divorce. Uh, Browser says, I, I got it. I'll definitely read the book. On that note though, what about looking for rulings while I'm studying and having completely understood each method, but require an answer? Fine, no problem. As long as, You are going to eventually pick one imam and one methodology and stick to that with life. What you do in the meantime, whatever, however you go about doing things. No problem. What's the punishment in sharia for rape? The punishment in sharia, there's a dominant opinion, there's a lesser opinion. The first opinion deems that uh, it is the, the, the had of zina, Plus, he owes her the dowry of her peers. So if he was a married man who committed rape, he's punishable by death. If he's not a married man and he does it, then he gets lashes, and in both cases they owe the dowry. The other opinion, which was held by a minority of people, such as Qadi Ayyad, is that it's treated like armed robbery because you stole her virginity or you stole her dignity using force. right? And, you're, and a man is usually stronger than a woman. So, your self is the weapon, basically. So, uh, that is punishable by death in that case. So, that's the second opinion on that. And the way in which you prosecute rape is that if she, compl- she, if she reports it right away, then, it's tr- then that's a piece of evidence. If she has wounds and injuries. But what she cannot do is that there is a statute of limitations. She cannot come after six months being pregnant or after three months or after four months without any evidence. So if she doesn't have evidence, then but she claims it right away, then it stands, okay? If she doesn't have evidence and she didn't claim it for a long time, then she has no claim. So if if a long period passes, like four or five months, then she has to have a piece of evidence. If she has no evidence, but she says it right away, then that's a claim and then uh what else could be evidence like people seeing her being dragged into a room by force or being pulled into a a house by force that could be evidence aa says i thought actions were valid in any of the four schools okay yes it is but it's not a methodology for every question in Islam, we assess the four rulings and pick the one that we like. That's a methodology of whimsicalness. That's not the right way to, me- to do things. The right way to do things, even though you're going from valid to valid, right? The right way to do things is to pick one methodology, the methodology you believe in most, and you feel is most worthy of following, and stick to that forever. That way you won't, you won't um, allow your whims to keep growing. A couple more questions, then we wrap up. How do I make myself sincere for Umrah? And what act of worship to prioritize? Well, of course, tawaf is the greatest act of worship when you go to Umrah. In Mecca, of course. In the Prophet's mosque, a salah on the Prophet and salah in his rawda. How do you make yourself sincere? What is sincerity? Is seeking your reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You ask yourself, what is the reward that you want? Direct yourself to that goal. Okay? Be focused on the reward that you want from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's how you have ikhlas. What is it? Right? Where is it? Where's which one? Does the waiting period
1: start after the three talak of divorce or legal filing of divorce?
0: Mm. No, the three talak of divorce. But first of all, Melody 21. Remember, divorce in Sharia is not does not need three utterances of talak. If you do that by ijma' sahaba you can never marry that man ever again unless you marry another woman, a man, consummate that marriage physically with intercourse, then get divorced from that guy. That's called talaq ba'in. So to, in, to initiate one divorce, all you need is one utterance of talaq or a text message or signing off or nodding his head. And if he signs off on a divorce paper, that also counts as talaq. Like if that's the only thing you had. Uh, What's more rewardable, sleeping early or staying up later to study? No, sleep early and study in the morning. Is it permissible, says Sophia, to say that a girl woman doesn't have to wear hijab, but she may if she wants to? Of course not. Hijab is fard. Do we have a choice? It's in the Quran. It's with the Ijma' sahaba It's Ijma' al-Ulamā. Do we have a choice? Yes, uh, in the sense of free will theology, we all have choice. I can touch this. I cannot touch it. I could touch my chest. That free will, yes, we have free will. But as Muslims, with our God, he's not giving us a choice. He's telling us do it. So, respect your God. I'm not, I'm, I'm not up with this choice thing. What choice? I'm a Muslim. I don't have a choice. I have Asur is in. Do I have a choice? No choice. I respect my Lord. He's put limits for me. Those limits are for my benefit. When the hot, when when the when the township puts barriers when you're when you're driving up a mountain and the township puts barriers, those limits are for my benefit. Okay. Likewise, whenever Allah says don't, you should say don't harm yourself. That's what it means. When Allah says no, it means no to harming yourself. Khadija Asif, who I think is in my Maliki class because in my classes I see another name called Khadija Asif, I think it's her. For a random woman, you didn't consent to relationship nor the actions. Mm. Yes, that's the idea that there has to be a difference between a man physically pinning down a random woman from the street and raping her versus physically pinning down his wife and entering into her. They're both harms, but one is far worse than the other. Okay, Because he has no rights to even touch her let alone enter into her okay and the other one he did have a right in general she knows who he is she's allowing this but the method this this specific instant he did it in a bad way yeah there can be there are consequences to that yeah so she khadija asif was explaining it basically to somebody else Okay, Elegantina, we've convinced her. She says it makes harm. It makes sense that it's one harm and not two. Can cheating be forgiven in Islam? Yes, it can be, but you would have to find a way to return what you cheated, what you stole. So if you stole, for example, money, you cheated somebody in business, you try to return it in some way where maybe it won't ruin the relationship. Maryam says Would you say learning Arabic is the first step to seeking knowledge? I would say Tajweed first. Aqeedah second, Arabic third uh, Sorry, Fardayn of course Fardayn first Which is Tahara and Salah And som. Then Tajweed, how to recite the book of Allah uh, Aqeedah, sorry Probably Aqeedah should come first Aqeedah first, then Tajweed, then Arabic Is dancing in a maulid Permissible It should be respectful When you do, they could respect your God Sit down nicely, properly, and respect your Lord But yes, there's some of the madhabs, such as the Shafi'i have permitted the Hadra and because they say it it consists of standing and bowing which is like the actions of Salah and Allahu A'lam, that's their fatwa on that. Naveed Iqbal, real quick, is there a certain way to give each position of Salah its proper due? Yes, at least a moment of stillness. Is there too much intersectarianism amongst Western Muslims? There is, but I try to stay away from all that stuff. Um, yeah, sometimes I throw my own Molotov cocktail in there, but I don't engage back and forth and back and forth. But I just do sometimes believe that we should set some boundaries. Hey, we don't believe these Shia beliefs. I'm sorry to tell you that. We don't believe these Wahhabi beliefs. We don't have these, these modernist beliefs, these progressivist beliefs. And you have to... You're, it's a product, when you're talking, it's a product. People deserve to know what you believe and what you don't believe. So every once in a while, it's important to say, we don't believe in any of this nonsense. Okay? And we consider it heresy, blasphemy against God, right? and your deeds are not accepted until you fix your beliefs. Discussion over. Okay? I love the questions today. It's the first time looking at YouTube from the iPad for a long time. Usually I use it from my phone. All right, we, we, we got to go, unfortunately is prescribed medical cannabis permitted it is the plant is permitted if it is not an intoxicating form if it's not a form that makes you high like it's a pill or whatever then it's acceptable if it's something you're going to smoke and you could possibly get high then it's haram okay did i study in saudi yes but not with wahhabis i studied with with medicina you're talking about somebody else oh okay Who is he? And that is? Never even heard of him. Who is he? Uh, Instagram? Yeah. His student? Can we promote Wahhabi leave teachers on this live stream? No, we don't promote Wahhabi. Yet. And we have nothing to do with them. And they have nothing to do with us. You stay away. You stay away from us, we stay away from you. How's that? Peace. They're big mujassima. Big time mujassima. Right, anything, one last thing from Instagram? Instagram? Mm-hmm. Uh, Moyas said, if you lose something valuable during Tawaf, is it frowned upon or sinful to look for it later? No, it's not frowned upon to look for your, your belongings. Of course not. No. Go down on Instagram. There was a question there. After, D. how do you remove... Negative thoughts, festering feelings just won't go away for a long period of time. You displace them with really good thoughts that make you feel great and happy. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a wonderful live stream with you all. Unfortunately, I have to go. Subhanakallahumma, wa bihamdika, nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfirukun atubu ulayk, wal asr, inna al ala fi khusr, illa al-lazina aminu salihat aminu wa tawasub al-haq, wa tawasub al-sabr,